And a very good evening to you and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027 with me, Richard Cock. Every Sunday at this time from 6 to 8 we talk to someone who is a person of note and listen to music of their choice. And my guest in tonight's program is Fabio Troisi, who is the director of the Italian Cultural Institute, which is based in Pretoria, and he's also, therefore, the cultural attaché of the Italian embassy. Welcome, Fabio. Thank you, Richard, and uh, good evening to you and to your listeners. It's very nice to have you on the program, especially as, at the moment, you've got a, a special exhibition on in Pretoria at the National Museum of Cultural History, the Ditsong National Museum, which is called Italian Opera Embraces Africa. Yes. And it's a very special exhibition. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, an exhibition of uh, 66 original items, all uh, taken from the collection of the Teatro dell'Opera in Rome, the Rome Opera Theatre, one of the one of the most important institutions in Italy for uh, for opera, ballet, classical music, uh, and probably they have the the largest uh, archive because it's the it's maybe the only institution that succeeded to keep the collection entire. So it was not dismembered as it was La Scala, for example, or La Fenice in Venice, or some other. Uh, theater in Germany, Austria, uh, whereas they they succeeded to keep everything together. So they have like 80,000 items altogether. And obviously it includes costumes from yes. way back. Yes, we s the, 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 the oldest that we have in the, in the exhibition are from the early 20th century. So 1908, something like that. So it's a, like over 100 years old. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. So it's an amazing collection. Yeah, it's an amazing collection, and uh, we decided to focus on Italian opera, of course, because we wanted to uh, to show what what's the construction of the uh, collective uh, imaginary about Italian opera that was built over the decades. Uh, so we uh, we did a selection with the curators on their collection that I said is very large and we decided to bring here 66 pieces, costumes, sketches, drawings, all related to Italian operas. Because opera must be one of the greatest exports of Italy, apart from people, because there are Italian people all around the world, food, yeah, uh, and we're going to talk about all that in this program. Your first choice of music is by Monteverdi, Yes. from the coronation of Popea. Let's listen to it and then we can talk about it. That was music by Monteverdi from the coronation of Popea, the choice of Fabio Troisi, who's my guest in People of Note. Well, opera really started in Italy, didn't it? Yes, it did. It did. It's, um, it was created by some friends, some... <laughs> musical aficionados we would say today in the in the late 16th century and early early 17th century in Florence and um, and it was a revolution at the time it was a revolution it's something that uh, happened at the end of what we call the Renaissance today the the the, 
the new discovery of the ancient cultures, the classical world, uh, Greek culture especially. So they wanted to to make uh, something similar as Greek ancient theater alive again. And they succeeded. And they succeeded. And Monteverdi was probably the first composer. Well, we it actually we have old older operas as Monteverdi. Jacopo Peri, for example. But Monteverdi is the 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 most ancient composer in the nowadays repertoire. So it's very sin- significant for me. Also for for many other reasons. He was probably the first one who associated music with emotions. And it's quite interesting that uh, a South African director, um, William Kentridge, has also done a Monteverdi opera. And I, I believe he's doing one now. Uh, Lulu, I think he's doing at the moment. Uh, no, Lulu was done a uh, few years ago, yeah, in 2015, I yeah. think. Uh, Lulu by Alban Berg. Now That's he's working on another production. In Italy? In Rome, in, in Teatro dell'Opera in Rome. So oh, at the very same yes. place? Yes. So one day we will see his designs on the walls there too. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's amazing. Actually, in the exhibition there is a video Yes. About uh, Kentridge production of Lulu by Alban Berg. Which was also in Italy. In in the Teatro dell'Opera yes. of Rome. The okay. same thing. So it's everything belongs to Teatro dell'Opera. Yeah. And when you say, because when we think of uh, opera, very often we think of La Scala, because it's got such a famous name, and La Fenice in, in Venice. What What is special about this? Is it the national opera house, this one in uh, Rome? I wouldn't say it's national more than La Scala or yeah. San Carlo, the other institutions. So in Italy we have uh, uh, a number, a definite number of national uh, opera theater and, and the Opera Theater of Rome is one of them. Uh, but um, it's newer, more recent as an institution compared to La Scala, of course, but compared to San Carlo, especially, which is the oldest uh, maybe in the world. Where well, I've even been, yeah. I'm happy to say. <laughs> yeah. But um, it, it became probably the, the most important uh, musical institution in the 20s and 30s, in the 1920s and 30s. And therefore, uh, most of the 20th century operas were premiered there. Italian opera. Cancionere Grecanico Salentino. Yeah. Wow. I have to practice that one. <laughs> <laughs> one of the other uh, things that the Italian Cultural Institute does in South Africa is to spread Italian culture more widely and to look after the interests of Italian culture in South Africa. Yes, exactly. Uh, our first uh, mission, institutional mission, is to create uh, connection, collaboration with the South African institution, as we did with Ditsong, uh, National Museum uh, for this exhibition, with TUT, because as you, as you know, at the opening night we had a performance. Um, we will talk about Artscape and Cape Town Opera and many other, uh, many other institutions, not only in the field of music, but... But it's quite interesting that some of, uh, well, quite a few of our South African singers now are spread around Europe. And I'm sure there are some in Italy, like Pretty Yende was. Yes. I don't know where she's based now, but she was at La Scala. 
Yes. For some she years. Was, yeah, she studied at La Scala. She was based there. Now I, she's probably based in New York now. I'm not sure. but. Uh, and also I met uh, a young director the other day, Vongani Bevula, mm-hmm. who has also been studying I- in Italy in opera direction. Yeah. So uh, I think there's quite a strong connection because of opera and South African singers have taken to Italian opera so well. Yes, yes, that's definitely true. There yeah. are a lot of talents in this country and uh, I think we have a lot to give to them as uh, as Italian cultural uh, operators and so I'm so happy to to have this collaboration around opera. It's a big asset for us, bigger cultural yeah. asset. Okay, we talked at the beginning about what the Italian exports are around the world. We talked about people because Italians are spread all over the world. Yes. And here in South Africa, I think, um, was it during the the Second World War when many prisoners of war came here? Exactly. And obviously they were engineers because they were involved in road building and all sorts of things. Yes, dam building. There were all kinds of people. For example, Eduardo Villa, the sculpture. He was Italian. He was a prisoner of war in Zondervata. And then he decided to stay in this country. And he became South African. So he's a uh, Italian and South African uh, artist. And there are many, many like him. But yeah, as, yeah. as you mentioned, also engineers, people with technical skills. Uh, yeah. And is there still quite a big Italian community in yes. South Africa? Yes, especially here in Johannesburg. Yeah. And food, of course, is a big thing as well. Let's, let's hear your next choice, which is by Ennio Morricone, a great film composer. This is from Once Upon a Time in the West. Once Upon a Time in the West, music by Ennio Morricone. And of course, that's another thing. Italian films, I'm sure, are another big export. Yes, probably not at the moment anymore. Yeah. So contemporary Italian cinema is not as popular <laughs> as it used to be in the past. But you did have some fantastic directors also. Right now, yeah. Fellini. No, oh, I'm thinking okay, about okay, Fellini yeah. and, and that great era of Italian directors. Yes, uh, for example, Sergio Leone, who was the director of this uh, of the movie... Uh, for which Ennio Morricone wrote the score. Uh, yeah, there Zeffirelli. Was, yeah, and yeah. Antonioni, so there, there are yeah. many. Yeah. So you are saying that the, the film industry is not what it was? Uh, well, all over the world, uh, cinema is not as popular as it used to be. And people prefer staying at home and watching TV series, yeah. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> I but don't know can, if I can mention can, Netflix. You can mention whatever you like. <laughs> but, but um, you know, people still watch movies a lot, uh, reruns yeah. of movies and so on. So, yeah, I mean, it's th- there's a lot of Italian influence in the world. Yes, design, definitely. fashion. Yes, define design and fashion is another big asset for us. Uh, we have another exhibition still running in uh, Santon, Santon City, inside the Diamond Walk about 70 years of Italian fashion. So we have uh, clothes basically there. And uh, yeah, I will be there for the South African Fashion Week at the end of this week. And it will be the the finissage of that exhibition. So yeah. So you, it sounds as though you're kept pretty busy here. Yeah, I can say we are doing a lot. We are doing a lot. Also about visual arts. We have now 
uh, a residency program running for Italian artists, one Italian artist in Cape Town. And we will be opening next week uh, the call for a second program in Johannesburg. So we will have another Italian artist in Johannesburg September to November this year. And is there a great interest in Italy for South Africa? Uh, yeah, well, I see it's uh, very, it's it's varied. As, as, as I said, opera is obviously big. Mm. So I've never seen something like that in any other country. I've lived in four continents and I can tell you the love, the genuine love for opera that is that I saw in this country, I've never seen it before. Yeah, and it's a strange uh, irony that just as this great love for opera is being engendered, that our own opera companies are actually shriveling. Mm -hmm. That's a very sad thing for us here because the opportunities for young people are not so many here anymore. Yeah. So they have to go abroad. But here's someone who, who's done something rather unusual, Aretha Franklin, yeah. singing a great aria from uh, Tosca called Nessun Dorma. That was applause for Aretha Franklin singing the famous Nessun Dorma, a rather unusual version of it. And for those of you uh, who might be lucky enough to have seen Bocelli when he was here, then you will know that he also sang Nessun Dorma. It's a sort of favorite of every Italian tenor, I think, to sing Nessun Dorma. But now everyone is taking it over. There's a young South African soprano who sings it as well. It's just a big popular number. Yes, and when you see this version of this, uh, of this famous aria done by Arita Franklin, one of the most famous soul singer, you see how opera cannot be defined as a very strict and rigid genre. So there are a lot of opportunities and it just they are there to to be to be taken and we should probably study more and research more on this kind of opportunity. What are your own interests? Where did you grow up and did you study music or art or something? How did you get involved with the Italian Cultural Institute? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm an art historian and philosopher by education, but I also studied music for many years. So, Singing? Piano? Singing, piano, both. Then I gave up singing, then I gave up piano. I'm, I still play the piano at home sometimes, yeah. For comfort? Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's good. And uh, do you attend a lot of concerts and do you put, does the Cultural Institute get involved in concerts? Yes, we, we definitely are. As I said, opera, we, we co-produced the Don Giovanni at the Brooklyn Theatre at the beginning of this year. Then we were part of the Mozart Festival. Then we have this project, the Capuletti Montecchi. We will be co-producing at the Cape Town Opera in May. And then we have jazz. This month, uh, we just had... Uh, uh, one uh, Italian uh, guitarist uh, uh, who joined the um, UNISA Jazz Festival in mid-April. And then we will have Emanuele Cisi, one saxophonist, coming to Cape Town first, Johannesburg and Pretoria. So yeah, we do quite a lot of music. And you came to South Africa from New York? Yes, I was based there. Yeah. Doing a similar sort of job? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I was based there five years and a half, so it was a, 
that's a long stint. Long stint, yeah. Long and uh, very intense. Uh, <laughs> So New York is kind of part of my of my life now because uh, yeah because I, I I grew a lot there I think Fabio Troisi is my guest in People of Note he's the director of the Italian Cultural Institute in Pretoria and also uh, by virtue of that he's the Italian cultural attaché in South Africa our next choice is, or his next choice, is Billie Holiday, Ain't Nobody's Business If I Do. Music by Billie Holiday, Ain't Nobody's Business If I Do, the choice of Fabio Troisi. What sort of music, I mean, obviously you like opera, do you like all sorts of music? Yes, yes, I like uh, not all sorts of music, I would say, but many different kinds. Yeah. Obviously jazz, classical jazz, as, as we just listened to, uh, baroque music a lot, um, contemporary music, and we will listen some of it. Uh, uh, yeah. And art, obviously you enjoy art as well. And one yes. of, perhaps we should just say that part of the exhibition which is on at the Ditsong National Museum of Cultural History at the moment is a whole lot of designs for the theatre, presumably by well-known Italian artists also and designers. Yes, exactly. And I thought that was very striking, actually. It's interesting to look at how the stage designs have changed over the years, depending on the era in which they're living. Yes, yes. It's... Uh as 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 said before it's the it's a whole journey into the into the universe of opera which is of course music is the core but around that there is everything the the, the librettos the story but the visual part is uh, very important in the opera i think yeah you see now I, I often think that africa for people who live in europe is still quite an exotic place uh, we have exotic dress here, we have exotic artists, we have exotic music, and I'm just thinking how much of that uh, permeates through to Italy, because I have a, uh, also a sneaking suspicion that uh, a lot of the Italians' images of Africa perhaps are slightly clouded by all the immigrants at the moment that are pouring into Italy, which is a big problem for, for Italy. It is, but uh, I think as it's also changing, one of the of the big projects that we're having for this year is uh, a project around uh, contemporary dance. We will we will do this project here in Johannesburg on June second, and uh, it's actually a research on the influence of uh, African cultures in contemporary Italian culture. So there is uh, original music, original choreography, a light design show. It's it's a big project actually, and it's very interesting because it shows how it uh, changed a lot. Yeah, this our perception on African culture changed a lot in the last twenty years. Yeah, because I think um, African culture in in many different ways has influenced parts of the world, and I talk about Africa as a whole now. If we're thinking of North Africa and Moorish influence through Spain, and I'm sure through parts of, of Italy as well, how, um, for example, African art influenced Picasso yes. as well. 
And uh, so I'm sure there are many influences. So it's a two-way traffic. It is. It is. Steve Reich is your next choice. Electric Counterpoint. That was music by Steve Reich called Electric Counterpoint. I must say your choice of music is very eclectic. Very yeah. wide-ranging. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. <laughs> that, mm, no, Steve Reich is one of my favorite, actually. I had the opportunity to to meet him a few times in New York. Uh, in 2017, I think he was uh, artistic director in residency at the Carnegie Hall. So he, he worked for months there and he did a, a program and I really discovered a lot of a lot of things about, about him and about uh, other contemporary composers. So. No, and, and I'm just interested in your time in New York because, um, of course, there were, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of Italian emigrants to America. Many, was it millions or just hundreds yeah. of thousands? Yeah, probably millions. Millions. Yeah, probably millions. And so the Italian influence in America is still big. Yeah, or have they been absorbed into the community there? Yeah, the the Italian migration to the United States is older than the one here, for yes. example. So we're talking about 19th century and early 20th century. So obviously the, the image that that uh, the the, the um, that kind of community transmit to the United States is different from the modern Italy. It kind of th those two cultures split at a certain time, I would say in the 60s, when Italy became an industrial and modernized country. Uh, so yes, and I would say yes and no. A so lot, lot of the the lot of the influence is still a cliche-like influence uh, in the United States, like yeah. the mob. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So tell us about contemporary Italy. Let's let's hear your next choice by Paul Desmond. It's take five, and then tell us what life is like in contemporary Italy. Here comes Paul Desmond. That was take five. Dave Brubeck and Paul Desmond. Brubeck on piano, Paul Desmond on alto sax. The choice of Fabio Troisi. And Fabio, I just asked you uh, about that because we do have a sort of um, image of Italy. Tell us what the real Italy is like now. Well, probably different from the, from the traditional yes. uh, image, uh, you know, especially in the big cities, life is faster, very diverse nowadays. You, if you go to Milan or Rome, you can find people of any color. And so it's a very cosmopolitan, cosmopolitan society now in the cities. Yes, yes. But there are probably still some very rural places where Italian tradition still holds strong. Yes, but you know, traditions, it, 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 it mostly depends where, because you know, from the north and the south of Italy are very different from each other. And uh, uh, of course, the south is poorer than the, than the north. Uh, so there are, for example, rural places in the north of Italy where, yeah, you would say traditional, but they still do a lot. They produce a lot economically very vibrant and culturally very vibrant and it's something that probably I wouldn't say unique but there are few countries where you have such uh, vibrant culture not only in the in the metropolitan areas but also outside but also you have an enormous I would think 
tourist trade, although it's not your division here. No, You're dealing that. with different things, but I'm sure there is a huge tourist trade to Italy. Yes, yes, definitely. And especially from South Africa, the, the, the numbers are growing like crazy. We have a plus 10%, 15% every year. And the other way? The other way as well. The other way as well. We have, we have a lot of Italian tourists coming to South Africa, especially to Cape Town, to the parks. Uh, yeah. So let's just talk for a moment about uh, Italian food, because if your tourists come here, I guess maybe they try South African food as well, but they're probably also looking for Italian food, and Italian restaurants are very widespread here. Yes, yes. It's another they're important export from, from Italy. Yes. Are they good? Very good. Very good. Also compared to New York, I found much better Italian food here than in New York. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. And actually, you've got to visit one. There's a very small Italian restaurant in a place called Swellendam. Maybe you know about it. I know. It's a very small restaurant, but it's supposed to be the best Italian restaurant in South Africa. Oh, really? So when you go down to the Western Cape next, you must go to Swellendam, and okay. you'll find this okay. small Italian restaurant. It's, a, it's quite famous in that area. I think it only operates for a certain time in the year because uh, when it's summer in Italy, I think the owners go back to Italy to uh, enjoy Italian sunshine when it's winter here. <laughs> Your next choice is the Rolling Stones. I did warn you that this program was very eclectic. Ruby Tuesday. That was the Rolling Stones with Ruby Tuesday. The choice of Fabio Troisi, my guest in People of Note. He's the director of the Italian Cultural Institute. So, uh, I, I'm, I think you're a, a secret rocker hidden away somewhere. Well, yes or no. I mean, I like something in, uh, in rock music as well. Not, not a lot of uh, contemporary, maybe, rock music. More around, yeah, 70s. Uh, I, I, was, I was actually not born when the Rolling Stones <laughs> wrote this song. But, but um, I, sometimes I listen to it, yeah. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. I'm Richard Koch, and I just want to tell you about this exhibition that's on at the moment. It's called Italian Opera Embraces Africa, theatrical sketches and costumes from the Teatro dell'Opera di Roma. So it's from the main, is it the main opera house in Rome? The only one, yeah. The only one? Yeah. That's amazing for such a big city. Yeah, we have another, the, we have the, auditor the, the, the Auditorium of Santa Cecilia, which is the conservatory. Yes. And they also produce some, they do some small productions of opera, but it's mostly concertato, so it's not full production. Yeah. But the, the, the Teatro dell'Opera is the only one that does. So this exhibition is at, at the Ditsong National Museum of Cultural History in Pretoria, and it goes until April the 30th. And it's got a lot of interesting costumes, designs, so do get along there to see this exhibition. And I was there at the opening when we had an amazing concert also by students from the Tswani University of Technology Vocal Art. Classic 1027, People of Note is the program. It's just about seven o'clock. We'll be back in a moment. David Bowie, Space Oddity One. The choice of Fabio Troisi, the director of the Italian Cultural Institute in South Africa, who's my guest in People of Note. That's the program you're listening to on Classic 1027. 
I almost feel I should pronounce his name Davide Bowie. Sounds more yes. Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, hi, tell me about your interest in David Bowie. Um, Is this someone you've met in your career? No, unfortunately, no. No. Because no. um, when you were in New York, you must have had opportunity to meet all sorts of interesting people. Yes, I did. I did. Especially people, yeah, many artists. I met a lot of artists, important artists. Uh, Matthew Barney, Francesco Clemente, who is Italian, but is more American than Italian, uh, who has photographers. Uh. And are there several cultural uh, offices in America for Italy? Or is yes, it there are five. Five? Yes, there are In five. which cities are they? In New York, in Washington, D.C., Chicago, uh, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. But the most important? Is New York, yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you'd finished your tour there, you were five and a half years in New York. Yes. Did you then Did you go back to Rome before coming to South Africa? I was in Rome one month, so it was just yeah. a small gap uh, between the two assignments. And is this the first time you've been assigned to Africa? Yes. And some of the things that you learned in New York, you said it was a time of good growth for you yes. also. Will you be able to put some of those into action here? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, actually. It's, uh, it's, the, it's our mission. It's our job. I'm a diplomat, and uh, I have to carry on moving, going on around the world. And every time we, we put a brick in our career, in our construction it's like an architecture yeah. so yes. but I hope uh, I hope it's more than just a job because usually people involved in the arts uh, feel more passionately about the thing that they do yes that's I, I think I'm lucky to have yeah. this job and uh, sometimes I think I put passion in it you were present at the opening of our exhibition Italian opera embraces Africa and you probably felt that I, passion I in, in the air yeah. and I think I accomplished my <laughs> mission in that case. And and just tell us, from it moves to Cape Town now, yes. this exhibition. F uh, when does it open there? The opening is May 10th at yeah. the Artscape in the Marble Foyer. And uh, at the same time, we will co-produce I Capuleti e Montecchi by Bellini with the Cape Town Opera. And uh, it will stay in, in Cape Town until June 10th. And then we'll go back to Italy. So May the 10th to June the 10th, it's at the... Uh, artscape in the marble foyer yes. and perhaps that's appropriate moment to have some music by Francesco Guccini music by Francesco Guccini canzone dei I don't Dodici. know how he's 12 mesi 12 mesi yes 12 months months yes it's uh, you know we also have in Italy not only opera, not only classical music, but also this tradition of, uh, we, we, we should say in French, chansonnier. So it's uh, these authors that all also sang their own, uh, their own uh, productions, and, uh, and obviously the words were very important, and the lyrics were very important. So this song particularly, this author, Francesco Guccini, is one of the of the most important in that uh, genre and this song uh, is very full of meanings very full of contents uh, and uh, quotations from middle age literature renaissance from uh, yeah english literature whatever so and yeah. just tell us about the musical life uh, generally in italy also because 
At one time, I'm sure almost every town had its own opera house. I don't know if that's still true, but are there a lot of very active opera houses in Italy still? Well, there are. There are not every town, but we have at the moment. Uh, I might be wrong, but we have something like fourteen or fifteen national opera houses spread throughout the the country, from yeah. Palermo, Cagliari, Naples, of course. Bologna. Yeah, and then going up Rome and, and Florence, Maggio Musicale, uh, Bologna, Parma, Milan, Turin, uh, and Venice, with yeah. La Fenice. So there are many. And these are state-supported opera houses? Exactly. Yes, or city-supported, are they? Uh, no, Mostly state. They are state-supported, then they have boards... Uh, with members of the city uh, administration, uh, so it depends. Yeah. It depends. And do those opera companies ever go on tour? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think you better organise one to South Africa. <laughs> I would a, love to. Have you got enough work to do? If, at the if I had that budget, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I wouldn't be. <laughs> so, are are you? Are your budgets, I mean, that's obviously a big budget thing, but uh, do you suffer with a lack of budget also? So you have to be imaginative within the budget that you get. Uh, yes. Well, this is a universal story. Now. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I can tell you that uh, here in Pretoria, for, for, the, for the whole South African program, we have one-fifth of the budget that I had in New York. And plus, we don't have a venue. Our institute have no venue, so I have to rely on collaborations, uh, and uh, yeah, sometimes these collaborations are expensive <laughs> because you know uh, not anything comes from for free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's a problem. But this year, as you, you okay, our listeners cannot see this logo, Italia Culture Africa. So we have uh, some extra funds from Italy for a few bigger projects in 2019 in Africa. Which we'll hear about in a moment. But here yeah. comes your next choice, La Monica. That was Aria della Monica. Uh, and the choice of Fabio Troisi, my guest in People of Note. Uh, Fabio was making reference to a logo which is on a program which I have in front of me, Italia culture Africa it's a sort of uh, a two-way program by the look of it because there's a, a green man and a red man hugging each other um, and have you can you tell us about some of those projects that are coming up yes you know uh, every second year something like that uh, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Italy decides to focus attention on a specific geographical area it was the United States, for example, in 2013, and I was there, then Latin America, then the Middle East, and this year is Africa. So uh, we have some extra budget, as said, which is important, but also um, some projects coming from Italy specifically for the African continent. This exhibition is part of this program, so it's specially funded by the Minister of Foreign Affairs and uh, I mentioned the dance project that we are having in June that is a program that is was produced in Italy for this year and then we will have more projects in the in the rest of the 
of the year. Uh, I mentioned uh, the artist residences, for example. Uh, we will have a theater production here in Johannesburg in September of disabled, mentally disabled people coming from Italy to perform the Medea at the Market Theater. Then we will have a, um, a contemporary art project in Johannesburg and Cape Town, and also another music project uh, that is somehow connected with the last piece that we we listen to because for the first time we'll have in South Africa uh, Renaissance early Baroque ensemble coming. So I'm I'm working on this project, A and that's for next year. For this year. For, for this the, year. The so end of this year, yeah. so November. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Because uh, funny enough, there there is a sort of uh, a movement now towards uh, good Baroque practice in yeah. South Africa. In in Durban, there's a Baroque orchestra, Cape Town, and it's just starting here in in uh, Johannesburg and areas as well. So that will be interesting. So let's have some Baroque music then. Except this is German Baroque music. This is. Uh, Johann Sebastian Bach. It's universal. More it's than universal. <laughs> <laughs> Johann Sebastian Bach. Part of the Art of Fugue by Johann Sebastian Bach. Now, Bach was quite influenced in his day by Vivaldi. And it's interesting to note that, I mean, really, orchestras started in Italy. That's yes. where the whole thing started. Yes, uh, in Venice particularly. In, in Venice. In San Marco. Yeah. The, the, yeah. So it's amazing what what influence Italy has had on the whole world, really, especially of the world of culture, um, through uh, orchestras and then opera. And at one time, Italian opera was all the rage throughout uh, Europe. Yes, yeah. we, are, we are proud of it, but I can tell you, Richard, it's, I, I think it's uh, part of the universal culture. So I don't consider the opera as something that belongs to us. It belongs to, to all of belongs us. It belongs to mankind. It belongs to, to all of us. And yeah. that was the spirit of the of the exhibition. Well, how and we the spirit of it. the Renaissance also, I yes, think. Yeah. Yes. And the spirit of the, the program we, yeah. are, we are doing this year yeah. is the, these two uh, figures that are connected, kind of embracing, touching. Yeah, that's what culture should be for me. And here comes some Vivaldi now. This is uh, Giuliano Carmignola. And you said there's some connection with a friend of yours also. Andrea Marcon. Yeah, Andrea Marcon. Yeah. Is the conductor of this. The conductor of the yes. Venice Baroque Orchestra. The Venice Baroque Orchestra. So, and you say that there is a group coming here, a Baroque group coming to. Not from there, though. Not from there. They're called the Bassifondi, is a trio of uh, lute colachone, which is a kind of a big bass, and percussions. And they will be performing here in Johannesburg, Pretoria, and Cape Town in the second half of November. So here comes some Vivaldi. Giuliano Carmignola and the Venice Baroque Orchestra playing a Vivaldi concerto for two violins. And that was conducted by Andrea Marcon. And the Venice Baroque Orchestra uh, is quite an established group, as there are many established Baroque orchestras. Amazing how a resurgence of interest in that era has come about, particularly in music, early music. Yes, it sounds very modern, you know. Yeah, when I listen to does. Baroque music, especially early Baroque music, it sounds like it was written 
yesterday or, or the day before yesterday. It's very fresh always. Yes, yeah. yes, very fresh. I think of, of any music, German, Baroque, when it's well played, it's really yeah. fantastic. And you obviously enjoy that. Yes, a yeah. lot, a lot. And when you, when you occasionally play the piano, what sort of music do you play? I try. <laughs> <laughs> Mozart, of course. Yeah. Clementi. Yeah. yeah. These are my favorite for yeah. piano. So you don't just dabble, you're playing serious music <laughs> when you try. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just try yeah. my best. You know. <laughs> That's very good. Well, uh, we're coming now to something rather unusual. Tell us about David Lang. Uh, David Lang is another composer I had the chance to, to meet uh, many times and talk to many times when I was in, based in New York. Uh, and uh, he is just great, I think. He is uh, so creative uh, and also committed in music. This piece in particular is also the um, it was used as a soundtrack of a movie an Italian movie the great beauty which won the Academy Award as a foreign movie a few years ago and it's set in Rome so it, there is this whole atmosphere and idea of Rome as a great at, at the great beauty place but also decadent at the same time and I think he could grasp this feeling with his music Music by David Lang, the American composer. The choice of Fabio Troisi, who's my guest in People of Note. He's the director of the Italian Cultural Institute in South Africa and also the cultural attache. Do you have, I mean, I know you're a, a diplomat, but do you have sort of normal diplomatic duties as well, or are you like a separate institute with the cultural institute? Oh, well, I'm as, as a Italian Cultural Institute, we are separate. So yes. I have, um, I'm pretty independent, but uh, I have duties as well. So we, we collaborate with, with the embassy. And do most of the European um, countries have cultural institutes? I know of the French one, IFAS, and yes, uh, the, the German, German, the Goethe Institute, and yours. Which and other the Flanders, Flanders, the Dutch, yeah. uh, uh, Poland, Austria? Yeah, many. Do they all have separate cultural institutions? No, no. some of them are just uh, part of the embassy. Part of the embassy. Yes. Spain, yeah, also part of the embassy. Yeah. So you're quite lucky in that you have your your own cultural institute. Yes, yes, yeah. we are. <laughs> and is that uh, how many are there in Africa? In Africa, we have now, in Sub-Saharan Africa, we have four only. We have Addis Abeba, Nairobi, and Dakar. Is this the main one here? Or are the others, are they all equal? I'm not sure. Uh, probably Addis Abeba and Pretoria are equals. Yeah. Uh, the other two are maybe a little smaller. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. But this is your first time in Africa? Yes. Are you enjoying yourself? Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. I am. You sounded a little bit doubtful. No, I mean, uh, of course, it's uh, it's 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 different. So you have to adapt yourself yeah. to some things and uh, enjoy something else. But uh, of course, it's a great opportunity. When I when I was uh, sending my application, I had to leave New York, so I had to to move somewhere else. I really wanted to come here. It was my first choice. So. I did it with a motivation and I'm still motivated. And perhaps you need to do bits of everything here. So you need to be like Largo al Factotum. 
That was the Italian singer Leo Nucci singing Largo al Factotum from Rossini's Barber of Seville. And I guess when you're in Africa, you need to make a plan about everything. So you will, you will discover this in your time here, that you have to turn your hand to many different things when you, when you work in Africa and be prepared to make plans. But I just want to say before we come to our your final choice that don't forget Italian Opera Embraces Africa is an exhibition on now at the Ditsong National Museum of Cultural History in Pretoria. It runs till April the 30th. And then from May the 10th to June the 10th, it's in the marble foyer of the Artscape Theatre in Cape Town. And it's an amazing exhibition of costumes and designs. And are you opening it in Cape Town with some music as well? Uh, no, we, ju we just do the opening. But at the same time is... We are co-producing the Capu Bellini, Capoletti yes. e Montecchi. Yeah, it will premiere on May 15th. So there you are, something to look forward to in Cape Town. The Montagues and Capulets, the Bellini opera, opera, which is running from May the 15th. At the same time, we've got this exhibition of costumes and designs. That's all happening in Cape Town. And we're going to play out with Rossini, the overture to the Barber of Seville. Music by the Italian composer Rossini. That was the overture to the Barber of Seville, the final choice of Fabio Troisi, who's been my guest in People of Note. Thank you, Fabio, for coming into the studio. Thank you, Richard. It's a great pleasure because, uh, you know, I listen to your station every day in my car and at home, so it's my favorite radio station, the only radio station <laughs> I listen to here in South Africa. So it's a great pleasure for me. Well, that's fabulous. And thank you for being on the program. And thank you for all you're doing to promote Italian culture in South Africa. And we hope that your years here will be exciting and full of activity. I think we must make you work even harder than you work at the moment. I'm open to any, if some listeners are cultural operators or something, they can con contact me at my institute in Pretoria. Do you have a website? Yes. It's uh, iicpretoria.esteri.it. It's if you, if you Google IIC Pretoria, you will find us. Just Google IIC Pretoria, Italian Institute of Culture in English. Yes. IICpretoria.esteri.it is the full thing, but if yes. you just, just Google, Google IIC Pretoria, Pretoria you yeah. will find it. So there we are, all the information about the Italian Cultural Institute in South Africa. Thanks at home for listening. Thanks to Pete for helping us put the program together. And until next time, from all of us here at Classic 1027, we wish you a very good night.